nose being here already, but I'll just make a little um, short info or intro about myself. Um, and of course, I'm glad you guys made it tonight. Beautiful weather today, by the way. Um, so, um, I guess everyone here that I've been coming here for like four months now, I just wanna say I'm a newbie. And um, I was introduced to House of Prayer uh, by Jeanette, my neighbor and my good friend. Um, you know, so I go with her to church at Harvest Valley um, Church. And um, so I am, um, I guess, Amy asked me to do this class last week and obviously I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I've been a practicing, I was a practicing Catholic for, you know, since birth, I guess. And you know, I was baptized, I would say, six, seven months ago to the Christian faith, although my husband has been taking me to the Christian church but never been baptized. So. So I'm um, never taught a Bible uh, lesson ever. And um, when Amy asked me last week, I was petrified. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. But I think the Holy Spirit is telling me, you can do it, do it. Yeah. So I said, yes. So here I am, I'm gonna do this. Um, <laughs> Hebrews chapter 8, it's a very, really interesting, powerful book. So, um, if you guys have your notes with you. I didn't get it. You didn't get it? It was, I think it was emailed. Dan just sent them out, so I want to check right now. So, if you guys want to check it right now, Amy said Dan just um, sent it out. So you guys got your copies or still not getting it online? No? So we'll just... Just go forward and then okay. the notes will be here too. They can pick them up. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can pick them pick up here, you know, when you come by the House of Prayer. So we have it printed out here. But anyways, um, for this class, I you know divided it into two parts. First part is... Um, the Ascended Priest, which is uh, verses 1 to 6. And the second part, I um, label it as the New Covenant, which is verses 7 to 13. So we'll start with verse 1. It says, now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. I have here some, uh, or cross-reference, Hebrews 2.17. Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, 
to make sacrifice for the sins of the people. Um, so in this first verse, it says like, you know, the main point of this thing. So from verse one to seven, they've been mentioning about the high priest. Like who, who is this high priest? And Ironside, by the way, thank you Amy for sharing this really awesome book. Ironside made a comment about um, this, that it's important to know that we are represented before God by a man in glory, which is Jesus Christ, who has gone up to heaven as a representative man to appear in the presence of God in our behalf. Verse two, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. So there's the, this word has been mentioned a couple of times or more in this chapter, sanctuary. So sanctuary of God equal is like his dwelling with his people planted around him. And I found uh, this, you know, cross-reference, Exodus 15, 7, 17, you will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance and the place of, in the place, O Lord, which your hands have established. There's also Exodus 15, 18. It says, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. Um, so B, smaller B on this um, verse, it says, the lesson taught by each present deliverance and kindness is that we shall be brought to his rest in the end. Verse three, for every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices, therefore it is necessary that this one, which means Jesus Christ, also has something to offer. So the, the gifts here that um, they mentioned on this verse, this is, this is about physical offerings, uh, like the blood of the goat, but there's another one that, um, that has to offer something, which is um, referred on Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live my faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So Ironside made a comment on this as well, that the earthly high priest offered gifts and offerings while Jesus offered himself up on the cross for us. Verse four, um, for if he were on earth, he would not be a priest since there are priests who offer gifts and sacrifices according to the law. So according to the law, only men from the tribe of, of Levi, Levi could serve as priests. Christ was not from that tribe or from the household of, household of Aaron. And it, Ironside said that his priesthood is altogether heavenly in character. 
it was not inherited. He is the second person of the triune God. This is not to say that he never acted in a priestly capacity while here on earth. Because as a priest, he prayed for his disciples. So verse 5. Who serves a copy and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle? For he said, See that you make things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. So Christ's sacrifice was better than the sacrifice made under the Mosaic, Mosaic Covenant because Christ did not enter a man-made sanctuary, which was a copy. Instead, he entered the sanctuary, which is in heaven, the very presence of God. Ironside also said that everything in connection with the tabernacle and its service was typical of Christ. The true sanctuary which is in heaven, I mean, sorry, the typical of Christ was glorious person and his wondrous work. Big letter F, verse 6. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry in all, in as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant which was established on a better promise. So mediator, I looked this up, it's meaning a go-between, a reconciler, intercessor. Um, we have an example of this. Jesus, of course, was um, our reconciler. Paul for Israel, Moses for Israel as well. Um, so Jesus, um, it's depicted on Romans chapter 8:34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, it is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercessions for us. So it's pretty clear that you know Jesus is is our intercessor in heaven and on earth. Um, I have another cross-reference here. Luke 7, verse 22. Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. So Ironside here made an interesting commentary. He said that the old covenant depended upon man's ability to carry out requirements. That is, the promise of a blessing is based on the ground of his obedience to the law. Lord Jesus took upon himself the curse of the bro broken law, which, you know, we are meant to break the law because we are sinners. It's, it's in our DNA that, you know, we just can follow the law of God. So he became the sin offering as and has now become the mediator of the better covenant. Meaning the promise is on God's part and we receive every blessing as pure grace. He gives it to us for free. So that ends the first part about the ascended priest. I'd like to ask you guys, on Jitsi and here if you have any questions.
first part about the ascended priest. You're doing great, Gigi. Oh, yeah. thanks, Jeanette. Just don't make it hard for me. <laughs> don't ask hard questions. Okay, Charlie, go ahead. So I, I, I really enjoy this chapter because the first part, it really talks about Jesus as the high priest. Um, and then you, you, you asked me last night, and this whole thing about the sanctuary, just mm -hmm. start thinking about that. It's like, what is it that God wants with the sanctuary? And right. I, I started looking at that going, you know, and, and you read the verse there where it's, it's in Exodus, he, he talks about the sanctuary where it's really um, a place where God lives, and he actually wants people around, around there. him. Right, mm -hmm. right. Because, because it's, you know, I mean, that's that was God's intent. Mm -hmm. Remember in the garden, I mean, God would come down and walk with Adam and Eve. Right. And he, you know, this, this whole this whole thing is pointing towards how do we get back to Jesus? How do we wow. get to hang out with them again? Mm -hmm. No, it's it's a it's a purification thing, and then the whole part you talked about other about him being an offering. You know, he's he's the perfect offering to bring all people around him. Yes. So yeah, he is the sanctuary or the true tabernacle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, has a beautiful picture of the people, mm -hmm. his family basically planted around him. Right. You know, that's such an amazing picture. Right. Um, another verse on that is mm -hmm. um, First Peter chapter 2. It says, Coming to him, Jesus, as to a living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So oh, that's good. Like we're the to me the true sanctuary is where Jesus presides as the mm -hmm. high priest is the believers. Like we're the living stones that God is building his sanctuary with. Mm -hmm. Right. Dwelling in. Like we're mm -hmm. we're a a dwelling place. Is that correct to say a living sanctuary? We are his yes. living sanctuary? Yes, because both the saints in heaven who have already died, mm -hmm. they're still alive in heaven and right. we're alive on earth. So, so it's both we're, we're part of earth. the same building, sanctuary, mm -hmm. true sanctuary, and Jesus is presiding over both of us. Right. And someday we'll be all together. Be all together. So did you, do you guys hear um, Claire? Can you hear yes. her? Okay. Um, Good. Can you please repeat? Sorry. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Giselle. Hi. Um, sorry, I missed it. Um, we're all going to be in heaven together. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, Cheryl, I mean um, Claire, was um, citing the uh, cross reference of uh, First Peter, First two, Peter two, two, where we're living stone. So we're like the living stone, yes. being built up into a spiritual house. Like we're we're the living um, sanctuary. Nice. 
of God's yes. word. A living um, sanctuary in that place. Yeah, we were, we're plan stone. planted around him. We're planted on earth, and then the, the, those in heaven are planted already in heaven. Those are passed on. Yes. Right. We're, we're yes. all part of the same. So it's like we're, we're in the same, um, same building. realm. We're the same building, even though we're in two different. The same <laughs> building, but different realms. Okay. Different realms, but same building. Yeah, right. There's a thin veil between us. Neat, 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 neat way to think about it. Yes. Awesome. So any other, any other comments? I was looking at the first couple, the first couple verses there. Yes. And um, saying that Jesus has taken his seat at the right hand of his majesty in mm -hmm. the heavens. Yes. He's a minister in the sanctuary, in the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, not man. And um, mm -hmm. it's like what he gave to Moses was a pattern of what was already in heaven, the true tabernacle. Right, right. And then, yes, for like, and then it's his heart that we would become part of that tabernacle also, and he's establishing it here on earth in us yes. as well as in heaven. Mm -hmm. But just looking at that, that uh, the sanctuary, we are a sanctuary, but there's also mm -hmm. a sanctuary in the heavens that existed before we ever did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and that's, that's why the Lord told Moses, like, be careful in how you do this in the pattern that yes. I'm giving to you. So I, yeah. I love the study of the tabernacle, of the sanctuary. There's so much significance in each thing. It's, it's mm -hmm. just rich. Right. Right. It's just so powerful to know that, you know, God made this sanctuary for us, that mm -hmm. we're surrounding mm -hmm. that because of him. Thank you, Charlie, um, for your commentary and also, um, so no, 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 Cheryl Karen. and Karen. Oh. For the commentaries. And of course, Claire here. Absolutely. Um, so, shall we move on to part two, the new covenant, which covers verses 7 to 13? So, um, the capital A there, verse 7. For if that first covenant has been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. So I have a cross-reference here, Exodus 19, 5. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. So Iron said, here, Ironside said here that the fault or the imperfection is brought about by the weakness of the flesh. And the fault that was 
the fault was not with the covenant, but the fault was with the people. That was, they're talking about the Jewish people here, failure to obey the law. And it continues to be the problem until our present time, because it's, you know, it's, we're weak. It's our, that's human nature. I think, yeah, Ironside, has a, that's a good point here. Um, on verses 8 to 12, I notice that, you know, there's this um, words that are repeated six times. It says, I will make a covenant with, covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And chapter 10, it says, I will make with the house of Israel after those days. And then same verse, I will put my laws in their minds and write them in their hearts. And there's another one, I will make their God and they shall be my people. And on verse 12, there's also a word or words here that says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and I will remember no more. So yeah, I've noticed like six times you know, these words were repeated, I will, I will, I will. So for me, it's, it's just saying that um, God initiates the covenant, this new covenant. Okay. And, um, you know, when, when he did this covenant, do you think it's conditional or unconditional? It's unconditional, right? Because he says, I will, I will, I will. Um, so, yes, I agree. So, um, and I, this is the reason why that it's, this is also called the covenant of grace. Yes. So um, I did sum up the verses 8 to 12. There will be widespread salvation. A time will come when people will know more of Jesus. The millennial kingdom will come into fruition. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. Jeremiah 31, 31. Um, this referral here. And I just, um, I don't know, I just kind of have like a revelation that I wrote it down here. The new covenant is in full force. So, um, yeah, that being said, I was, you know, thinking of what Mike Bickle has been, um, you know, preaching in the forerunner, um, that, you know, the Luke 4, 18, he mentioned in one of those um, sermons he had that he had, like, this friend of him, there were, um, like, Mike Bickle was doing this um topic about 418, Luke 418, and his friend, which was in Anaheim, was also doing the same thing, which they never, you know, talked about. So what I'm saying is, you know, God is really moving, you know, the, the end or the second coming mm -hmm. is, is near, I would say that. Um, and I've, I've watched that uh, documentary about the sheep among the wolves. I, I was just like, blown away yeah. like how will that you know mostly women 
are are doing the underground, you know, stuff about, you know, Christianity, and they're willing to die for Jesus. That's awesome. I mean, you know, so that's just something that I want to point out on on this. Um, and I, I have the last verse here, and that he says, a new covenant. He has made the first obsolete and growing old, ready to vanish away. Um, I have a cross-reference here, Hebrews 1.11. They will perish, but you, which is Jesus, remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. So the old covenant is gone. The sin in the new covenant is covered. It is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Our sin is forgiven. That's such a blessing. What a promise. The new covenant will be written inside our hearts. And that ends part two. So any questions, comments on this, the new covenant? I was just thinking of um, that Philippians, I think it's 1, 11 or 1, something, mm -hmm. where it says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Yeah. And that's what this is reminding me of about the I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. Mm -hmm. You know, so the Lord is so committed to us. Right. You know, he's so committed to us to... Um, help us along, to help us get there, you know, because right. we still are dealing with our human weakness, mm -hmm. our flesh, but I think what he's really looking for in our hearts is the, that yes, you know, that yes that That's says, good. I'm coming after you, Lord. I, of course, we fail along the way, mm -hmm. but he sees that yes, and he's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I will do this. I'm going to write, you shall love me, you know? Not just a commandment, but a promise. Right. You shall love me with all your heart. You really will. I'm going to help you. I'm going to write my law on your heart. He's you know? persistent. Yes. And so he's so committed to us to get us there, you know, to mm -hmm. get us to maturity. To, and you think how much, you know, like as parents, we want our kids to grow up healthy and whole and right. get to their you know, their fullness, their, mm -hmm. who they're meant to be. And that's, I mean, how much more is God with us, you know, his children. He's right. like, I'm so committed to you getting, growing up, you know, coming into your fullness, into your full stature of who I made you to be. I'm so committed to you. So they're just really powerful um, verses, yes. all of this. And, yeah, I yes. love I love, too, the part about how the, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God and the new covenant will be in full force, you know, in the days to come in the millennial reign, we will see the full manifestation of everything. That's so awesome. So um, we get the down payment right now, and the fullness is yet to come, yeah. which we can't even really imagine how awesome that's so going to that be. That would be awesome. Yeah. You can hear Amy, right? Oh, that's yes, good. Yeah. Yeah. So Amy, that point you made about the, the earth being filled with the knowledge of God, because in here, he talks
That is good. People are, are there and they think of your good. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just an incredible, incredible picture. Of it is just indeed. The kingdom of God. Yeah. So good. That's good, Charlie. Good point. I love how he comes to write it on our hearts, like Amy was talking about. Mm-hmm. He comes to actually live his life in us. Right. And the conquering of sin doesn't happen because we put our mind to it and concentrate really hard on overcoming again, get, getting overcome this, get overcome this. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's in yielding to him and in giving him our yes. Mm-hmm. And right. that that intimacy and union as we come more and more into that his life is more expressed mm-hmm. and sin is conquered because he's living in us and we just say yes right like we'll obey him but it's because he's in us and he's changed our desires he actually does rewrite us mm-hmm. it's amazing to me So I'm, I'm thinking of that, Karen, like, you know, there's a um, cup of glass that, you know, you're given and you want to ask someone who that gave it to you, like, can I drink the whole thing? And of course, Jesus will say yes. And there's more. There's more coming. There's more. So yeah, I'm thinking of that. Another thing is, under the new covenant, it seems like we get new DNA. Mm. Like our yeah. new DNA wants to obey. Right. And so mm-hmm. before, under the old covenant, we were in bondage to our sin. Mm-hmm. But now we have a choice. It's mm-hmm. good. You know, sin is no longer our master. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. Thanks, Claire. So good. The new covenant. I just want to comment. Um, it was, it's kind of like from verse uh, what eight to the twelve. It, mm-hmm. To me, it's kind of strange because um, uh, covenant is supposed to be like two people agreeing, you know, or promise to each other, agreeing for it with a promise. I don't know if I'm, you know, on target or not. Um, but it kind of showed in verse eight and nine that, you know, uh, the that God was in covenant with the, the Israel, Israel people, but they weren't faithful. Yes. Um, and so, the type of twelve is kind of like God is saying, "Well, it takes me to have a relationship with me, really. Yes. I mean, how can we humans be able to have relationship or be in that, um, you know, that." Uh, What's that word? The same uh, caliber, the same mm-hmm. level as our God, and mm-hmm. I do wonder what what change, why he changed, what changed his mind. You know, because it's the same tribe as Israel. Now he's saying, okay, I'm gonna. Seems like he's gonna be all over the people now. So, and I think maybe it's because of Jesus. 
So I think it was always his purpose for to go further than Israel. They were just to be a testimony in the earth of his faithfulness. But it was always in his heart for all people. It wasn't to be exclusive like Israel and no more. Because even in the Old Testament, they allow there was an allowance for people to join with Israel that were Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So I guess my understanding on this too, I, I would like to add. So the the old covenant, which is being touched here on verse eight to nine. Um, so the old covenant is, you know, the people were offering physical um, offerings, meaning you know the blood of the goats and all that. Um, and of course, you know, their offering is based on like what they wanted God to forgive them, the sins and all. But um, you know, they always break that law, the new covenant. But with this new covenant, Jesus was saying. I will be the one, I will, you know, make this covenant, um, like, I will shed my blood, and I will um, write this in their hearts, and um, meaning, I guess he will give, you know, himself to this covenant, so that we will be, we will be free. The, The grace that we will receive from this covenant is like endless. It's, you know, if we sin 300, 400 times, Jesus is still saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. Come to me. I want to be near to you. Even if we're, you know, evil sinners, or, but he still wanted to be close to us. I think that's the, that's my understanding with the, like, I mean, the new covenant. But in the new between two parties or whatever in the sense of we do we do have to say yes mm-hmm. you know we do have a part in it um, he's made the provision but he's not going to force himself in other words if somebody like we do still have our free will you know like if somebody really does not want him mm-hmm they have that power to say no to him because he gives them that dignity, you know? Because love never forces itself. It can't force itself. And mm-hmm. so he, he lets us have our dignity of our free will because love is voluntary. Good. And yes. um, so there is, I, I think there is that um, 
part of the covenant that he's made provision for everything, you know, mm -hmm. given us everything for life and godliness in him. He's made all the provision, but we do need to say yes, you know, mm -hmm. and follow him, you know. And so um, that's what makes it work. Um, otherwise, you know, for those who choose to be stubborn in their no to him and say no over and over, you know, I mean, he will keep reaching out and reaching out and reaching out, wooing them to himself. But it is possible to say no for a lifetime and go to hell, you know, because they have their free will. You know, mm -hmm. so um, so that is a possibility. Although, to resist this grace and mercy, this infinite mercy that He's poured out is, it's almost difficult to resist it because it's so powerful. Right. You know, and so He's doing everything to woo as many people to Him mm -hmm. as possible. I don't know if that makes Good. sense, but it's like he's provided for everything, and so on the one hand, you think, well, the covenant's kind of just one-sided, but no, he needs our yes, you know? He gives us that ability to say yes and to um, to follow. Yes. In a sense, didn't Job kind of demonstrate that, um, you know, it was, you know, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of what the Lord is looking at from us, you know, that no matter what, we're not trusting in our goodness because we have, you know, we're, we are very unrighteous, but we're trusting mm -hmm. in his goodness and we're trusting in his um, death on the cross for us, mm -hmm. you know, um, knowing that. Alone is really what is saving us, not our good works, lest any man should boast. Right. Am I mm -hmm. quite have it? But That's a good I point. Yes, Connie. Yes. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. you know, thinking about that though, 
was trying to get across that the um, seriousness of sin, yeah. like it costs. Mm. And sometimes we, we, uh, I'm not saying this is happening here, I just think in, in our lives, in my own life, it's easy to run past. Uh, and yes, the blood of Jesus, but to stop, and Amy's always emphasizing this, but to stop and gaze, like the cost, mm-hmm. like what he gave. Wow, so powerful. You know, the seriousness of sin and the, the wonder of him giving himself as a sacrifice, like if we have, if we get, I did, I feel for myself like a need of greater revelation of, of Jesus taking the place of sacrifice because it made me hate my sin, that hatred you had, Connie, like how sick it made you feel to, to see the animal slaughtered, you know, mm-hmm. like, that it would make us sick. To think about living for self yeah. or not loving, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, that's what that's I good. That made me. Well, I definitely want to say something about the cost. I mean, that's definitely something that we all have to take into account. Um, I mean, Jesus said, you know, this walk is tough. It's a tough mm-hmm. walk with me, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just relating to how much he he says uh, and, and assures us in these verses, I will be, I will do this, I will put this, I will make, you know, I will be there, I will be there, I will be there to let you know and assure us because the cost, I mean, I'm just thinking about an example right now. Um, there's just so much dynamics going on with this whole vaccination thing and um, following Christ uh, in the cost of um, wanting something so bad and following something so bad. Um, some Christians are, are out there saying, I'm not going to do this vaccine. And that's ripping families apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a cost. There's a cost. Definitely. It's good. His assurance is amazing. That's what I got from this chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are all awesome comments, you guys. Thank you. Any other comments or questions?
was my bull, or this was my sheep, or my dove, or whatever it was, I paid money for it, and it cost me something, and I sacrificed it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's expensive, um, but that's only a little tiny bit, um, and, and, you know, I was reading in Mark, um, chapter 12, I think it was, where Jesus is standing in the temple with his disciples, Mm-hmm. All the people come in and give pay the temple tax. Mm-hmm. And there's people dropping in money, whatever, and this old widow comes by and drops in two mites. And he says, This this woman has given more than all these others because out of what little she had, she gave everything mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. And and I look at that and saying, Okay, well great, there's this priesthood and they're offering this, that, and the other out of what, little or great. Mm-hmm. But there's this other covenant where God gave everything He had, mm-hmm. gave His His only He's Son. Yeah, you know that's that's, that's like the highest expense you can pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the true covenant. Right. That he made. It wasn't the shadow. That was the true one. He paid everything. Wow. So good. He just love, loves us so much. He's giving everything of him. So good. Thanks, Charlie. Um, any other comments? I was just thinking. How many covenants are there? <laughs> What's the answer? What's the, what are the covenants of the Bible? Yeah, at the end, he said, how many are there? <laughs> yeah, there's, I think, eight. But you can name them, Charlie. <laughs> I think there's more. Oh, there's more than eight? <laughs> I think so. Well, let's start with eight. Yeah, okay, let's, let's start with eight, Claire said. <laughs> let's see. Okay, Cheryl, name one. <laughs> Adamic covenant. It's a covenant made by God between Adam and Eve. There's also the Noahic covenant, which is a covenant between God and Noah. Noahic. How about Charlie? There's the Mosaic covenant. That's right. Abraham came before Moses. So there's Abrahamic covenant. That's pretty key. Davidic, Davidic. Davidic covenant. Davidic, yeah. Yes. And there's the priestly covenant. Who can, Charlie, can you expound that for me? What's the priestly covenant? Uh, well, I know that he talks about it, but I don't remember 
it's forever. Mm -hmm. mm, so that's okay. That's I don't have the definition there. And of course, the new covenant that God, which is God as the mediator of the new covenant. Which ones are we missing, Giselle? Did we name eight? We ha I have seven, okay. and there's one more. Okay. What do you have, Giselle? So I have Adenic, Noahic, I have Abrahamic, Mosaic, Davidic, the priestly covenant, and the new covenant. Okay. I think the Levites are one, Levitical. Yeah, I think that's the priestly one. Oh, so that's a priestly one. Yeah. The Levitical mm -hmm. uh, priesthood. That might be all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also have a question here on number one. What is the difference between the Levitical priesthood and the high priesthood of Jesus? What do you think is the difference? between the two? Well, I mean, I know that the Levites were actually appointed to be priests, and mm -hmm. they were supposed to go up to the tabernacle and serve 